Hi, this is Dr. Ann Bird, and I welcome you to the Ms. Chiefs podcast. We really hope you like what you hear today and that if you do, you'll both give us an authentic review and subscribe. We can't wait to hear from you at MsChiefs.com, and we hope you enjoy today's episode. All right, so um, I want to introduce this concept the way it was introduced to me. You know, I used to be a pretty religious reader of Harvard Business Review, and um, as you know, the first my first exposure to the concept, you know, which was felt like a naming convention issue to imposter syndrome, was when that article came out in the Harvard Business Review. So it's probably twelve years or or better, maybe fifteen years or better ago now, and it's almost become a thing that exists sort of in the zeitgeist of, you know not just women leadership, but leadership in general, you know, work in general. Um, And it's acute among women and uh, acute in people of color and acute certainly among entrepreneurs. But I wanna talk specifically first about what it is, right? So Harvard Business Review defines imposter syndrome as a collection of feelings of inadequacy that persist despite evident success. My hell. Do you have evident success, Jen? Yes. Do you ever have feelings of inadequacy that persist despite that evident success? Every day. (laughs) Okay, so the researchers at uh, Harvard Business School say that um, this has its roots sometimes in the labels that our parents gave us. So you have an older sister, right? Were you the... Which one of the quote unquote, which one, if you will, of the two of you were you? I'm the youngest. Yes, but what else were you? Was Lisa the pretty one or were you the pretty one? Yeah, no, uh, growing up, my sister was the pretty one, the, you know, popular one. She, yes, she was that one. Which one were you? Uh, I was a tomboy. I, uh, didn't look like her. I don't know, you know, if people would say I'm less pretty or pretty. I don't know. Um, but I didn't look like her. I certainly didn't have her personality. Uh, and I was a little more rough and tumble than her. And you were the good one because she broke all the rules <laughs> and got in all the trouble. Well, yeah, which was really interesting because personality-wise, everybody would hands down guess that I was... Um, not the rule follower, follower and that she was. But um, actually, yes, growing up, I was the rule follower because I saw her break them all. And yeah. what happened? Yeah. And it's interesting because growing up, I was the one who felt like I didn't fit in my family. You know, uh, I was the one who didn't kind of, they didn't know where I came from because I wasn't <laughs> like anyone else. And it's still true today, right? Like I'm still not anyone else. And quite frankly, I'm fine with that. <laughs> Um, but let's talk about the feelings, you know, and I'm going to, I'm going to draw this information straight off of the Harvard Business School website. So if you want to cite the source, just, you know, just Google up, um, imposter syndrome and, and, uh, click the link for Harvard Business School. Um, one of the feelings it says associated with, uh, imposter syndrome is I must not fail. Right. Or, um, and this is the one that I seem to kind of chronically suffer from the most Uh, I'm going to be found out, right? Like they're going to figure out, I don't know everything. I don't have the answers. I shouldn't have this job. Can you relate to any of this? Does any of this resonate? Yeah, uncomfortably so. In fact, I'd like to stop this podcast now. (laughs) 
That's right. Because I'm an imposter. I'm out. I'm a fake. I'm out. Uh, yeah, I mean, that is that is a um, daily occurrence, whether it's professionally or personally Yeah, for me. And I, I feel like a fake is, you know, one of the key thoughts, right? I feel like a fake. I, can, I, can, I can't even begin to list the number of rooms I've found myself in in which I thought, I feel like a fake in this room, right? Among whomever the people are, right? Um, and it's a bad bad feeling it is um this is another favorite it's all down to luck right and this is the thing i'm sort of guilty of even saying this right like better to be lucky than good right like i'll minimize the fact that i was right about something or the fact that i got it done in a great way and i'll say well but you know it's it's almost like a self-deprecating statement better to be lucky than good right well and and one of the things that i always talk to you about um to like validate myself even in in being an imposter is I'm like, it can't be this easy, Anne. Yes. I there's no way that I can have the answers so much more quickly than people around me. This I can't be right. There's just no way that it can be this easy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. And so that's sort of the that's what Harvard Business Review, Harvard Business School points is sort of being the key feelings of imposter syndrome. And then here's what they tell you to do to make it better. This part cracks me up. I, I, I have to go back and look to see if the researchers here were men or women, but uh, it's very funny to me that these are their answers. Recognize imposter feelings when they emerge. So do you have any doubt in your mind that you're having imposter feelings? Like, is your brain at all confused on the fact that you're feeling like you're a fake? Um, no. <laughs> are you telling it it's wrong? Are you saying, okay, well, these are just my imposter feelings and I need to check these at the curb and go be my confident self? No, isn't that the whole point of imposter syndrome? <laughs> yeah, you're not, uh, you're not feeling like it's wrong. Right. Um, and then it says, uh, rewrite your mental programs. Instead of telling yourself that they're going to find you out or that you don't deserve success, remind yourself that it's normal not to know everything and that you will find out more as you progress. Does that resonate with you? I can tell by the look on your face that does not. Tell, please tell me how you're feeling about this. Well, hey, look, I am a big, you know, mantra, positive talk to myself. Like, it, it, like it's nauseating how much self-talk of trying to change my story in my head. Um, I'm a big proponent of that. But recognize, or, you know, I, I don't really understand what that actually means it doesn't really tell me anything and then this one really kind of bothers me because it is it's taking one of your problems in your head and replacing it with another that just says it's okay if you don't know everything yeah yeah you're gonna be fine (laughs) you'll be fine if you don't know everything yeah well now I'm worried that I don't know anything that's right (laughs) Well, and this one says, talk about your feelings. There may be others who feel like imposters, too. And I believe this is true. Oh, for sure. Sitting in the room or walking into the room or walking out of the room, are you having a conversation with the other board members or the other members of the executive team that, holy shit, you just felt like an imposter through that whole meeting? Yeah. the thing you're doing? Oh, for sure. I'm going to tell everybody. Everybody, because they all—I already feel like they don't think that I know what I'm doing. So now I'm going to give them absolute cause for thinking. Yes, that. we're going to sure. affirm for them that they were. Yeah, right. I like that one. That's really good. Yeah, 
Who do you call on the way home? You. I, yeah, <laughs> I was going to say. Yeah. You. To say, holy crap, that was the worst meeting ever. Yeah. Or they were in that board meeting. You won't believe what they did. What they did. Yeah, exactly. Holy. Consider the context as their uh, next good guidance. Most people will have... Um, will experience moments or occasions when they don't feel 100% confident. There may be times when you feel out of your depth and self-doubt can be a normal reaction if you catch yourself thinking that you are useless, reframe it. The fact that I feel useless right now does not mean that I really am. Does that work for you? No. <laughs> no. I'm not following here. I, I Listen, it's, it's, this is stunningly good advice, I reckon. Right? I mean, it does come from Harvard Business School. They're smart people. A bunch of smart people work there. Completely impractical. Completely impractical in the moment. Yeah. Uh, and then it says reframe um, failure as a learning opportunity. Find out the lessons and use them constructively in the future. This is a critical lesson for everyone, which, by the way, I fully believe. Right? We'll do a whole separate podcast on how to fail because I think failure is an essential component of learning. Um, but how do you take you know, feeling like an imposter already and layer on a condition of failure. Like, how do you grind through that? Yeah, so here, here's where I'm having, it just dawned on me that this, all of these, re- this recipe here to kind of overcome imposter syndrome, it doesn't really match to me. Because how I feel imposter syndrome is, it's not um, precipitated by an event necessarily, Right. It's not I failed at something. Therefore, now I feel like I'm an imposter. I think it's kind of two different things. I can um, have confidence issues because I failed at something. But the imposter syndrome to me is something larger and more overarching so of a confidence problem. So it's not conditional. It's not yeah. like in this meeting I feel like an imposter. Yeah, no. That, well, that's how I perceive it anyway. Yeah. Right? Like that's how I think imposter syndrome is actually much larger than what we're making it out to be in so this article. So it's not event-driven. It's much more a condition of Correct. life. Of, of numerous events and numerous insecurities that you have. Yeah. That lead to feeling... Like you're an imposter. Yeah. Does that make I agree sense? With you completely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about what does work, like mm-hmm. how we really have gotten through it. Tell me what you do to walk into a room or, or complete a deliverable um, and be confident about it. Like, what are the tools and techniques that you invoke mm-hmm. to get yourself kind of over the imposter hump? Right. So I think the most important thing that I've learned to do on this front, which with help from you, um, is not creating a situation into your entire worth. That's number one. Um, and quite like, and contrary to this article, um, failure is okay, right? Like it's not about the failure. You don't have to be the smartest person in the room to still be qualified to be in the room. So I think going into the room, understanding that and, and reminding yourself how many times have you been here? And because I don't think we do this very often to ourselves because I think we highlight our failures and not our successes. And one of the things that you've always coached me on is how many times have you failed? Truly, how many times have you failed? Because one in our heads equals 100. Um, and so 
reviewing with myself how many times have I gone into this room and felt the same way I feel now, but have come out of the room knowing that I succeeded. And it is nine times out of ten. Yeah. Um, so I think telling the right story to ourselves and reminding us of the actual truth um, and not falling victim to our head telling us otherwise and focusing on one event, um, which I tend to do, uh, is is very, very helpful in, you know, um, uh, lowering the anxiety around being an imposter. Are you a ruminator? Do you categorize yourself as somebody who ruminates things on things? Do you over-worry? Would you say you over-worry? <laughs> um, this is where you insert the look of the eyes popping out of your head. Yeah. Uh, yes, I am unbelievably. And, you know, this is something that I talk about with my friends. Uh, so many of us do this. And I will talk to men and they'll be like, well, what are you talking about? Like, literally, they'll be like, what are you talking about? Like, they've never, ever thought about that before. And then every single female I know, practically, have been like, oh, well, just over dinner, I, like, doubted myself 7,000 times and yeah. <laughs> ruminated on whether or not that was the right decision. So, yeah. unbelievable to me. I, we've got to dive deeper into that one. But, um, yes, I will go over and over and over, and, and the problem with this um, and why I have to physically make myself stop is the more I go over it, the more um, catastrophizing I do, right? Yeah. It gets worse. The story gets worse. The more I ruminate, it gets worse, and I go down this rabbit hole. So that is something that I encourage all of you. We've, you've got to stop, right? Like physically make yourself stop somehow. So what's your best stop? How do you physically I stop? I say stop. Oh, you do? You yeah. say? You have like to myself. Yeah. Oh, I, I totally talk to myself. I'm like, stop. You're doing it again. Yeah. You have to stop this thinking. You're not getting anywhere. Let's break it apart. And these are skills through coaching, right? Like this is, I didn't just come up with this. Um, and this is, you know, something that we hope to pass along and we'll give you tips and tools and everything else on how to actually do this. But yes, I stop and then I reverse the story and I go more to like facts in reality, rather than this thought process of what if, how can, you know, all yeah. of that kind of thing. So I, I think you're lining up with Harvard's research on that then. Harvard's recommendation is that you rewrite your mental programs. And I think that's just another word. You know, the way they presented that is a very kind of kind and gentle way to say, stop. Right. right. Yours is a much more concrete and emotional response to, look, you got to get yourself off of this machine of negativity, worry, and doubt. Right. Right. Physically stop and change your thinking about this. Right. right? Think about the 27,000 times you've done this well and you've succeeded, and let's have that be the grind in your brain. That's right. In your brain instead of this possibility of total catastrophe. Yeah. And the more we practice this, I can't say this enough and believe this enough. That the more we practice it, it really does get better. And it takes a long time, but it takes unbelievable discipline because it's really, really hard for someone like me um, that has always gone there first um, to really make myself stop. Um, and another tool that I've always used is, okay, sometimes because I can't get myself to stop, what I, what I get myself to do is say... Um, okay, 
worst case scenario. Let's not just sit here for an hour and get to the worst thing. Let's just get to the worst thing right now. What can possibly happen? Am I going to die? Yeah. Is someone in my family going to die? Um, like literally you have to go almost to the most, yeah, of, 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 as a result of whatever it is that you're freaking out about and then back yourself in, right? And usually what I get to is a, there's almost no way that any of these things can happen, even though that I wasn't going into boardroom thinking I was going to die, but right, like you got to get to like yourself into this reality mode and it's by talking your way back it gets you into a more realistic mind frame of mind to say, okay, listen, this is no lives are lost here. You're nervous, you're whatever, but you know, you've got this. And, and if you don't, it's going to be fine because nothing, you know, um, that can't be changed or reversed will happen. It's interesting because one of the things that I, uh, here now, you know, because as I, as I said, I'm older, I have a lot of years of professional experience, I have a lot of advanced degrees, I've been an ex- C-level executive on multiple occasions, you know, people think, well, gosh, I mean, at some point, doesn't the imposter syndrome go away? Like, don't you think you've succeeded enough that that isn't a thing? Like, permission denied. Like, at some point, aren't you just good enough, experienced enough, contributed enough to make it stop like practically thinking don't you just think you and I have both had enough experiences for this to not be a thing anymore one would think either that or we are the best imposters in the whole world and we should just celebrate that right. <laughs> I agree yeah, I, I could be an actor yes, yes like I could go do like I'm so good at this yes <laughs> Yes, exactly. And that's what people... So the funny thing is, is as you and I are sitting here having this conversation and talking about those feelings that we have, I'm looking at you like you're completely crazy. Like, how can she even think that? And you're looking at me same way. And that's how this that's how imposter syndrome works. It's, it's ludicrous, really. Yeah. Um, Because it it's, it's, it's uh, based in no truth. Um. You know, and you can go back and forth on everything that you've accomplished, but your brain wants you to stay in that one zone of insecurity. Yeah. Um, and I think that's part of it, right? Like everybody outside of us would be would be just like the I call bullshit, right? Like, yeah, like no, almost irritated. Yeah, you don't get to. It's like those women who have like four pounds to lose, yeah. right? Like I have no patience for you people, right? If you don't have a hundred pounds to lose, don't talk to me, kind of a thing, right? Like you have no problems. Yeah, like you're one twenty five, and you're like, yeah. oh, this last three pounds. Yeah. Now listen, if anybody's listening and is saying that, we're not making fun of you. No, we're not sure talking down. Yeah. We we're just saying, love yourself. It's good. You're yeah. all good. Yeah, you're all yeah. good at that. Exactly. At that level, yeah. yeah. Let's have some guilt and shame if you got ten pounds to lose. <laughs> That's right. No, but exactly. I think you're right. And people, you know, you, this is a kind of place where everybody outside us would say, "Yeah, you don't have a problem. Right? You're going to show up and you're going to rock that room, and everything is going to be great, and you're going to say just the right thing, and you're going to come out of there, and then you're going to say to yourself, I can't believe I worried about that.' Right? Right? I can't believe all weekend long I sweated how I was going to show up in that meeting." Yeah, like, so how many times have you done that? Uh How many times have you worried yourself literally sick over the weekend, through the night, didn't sleep at all, and the next day, none of what you worried about happens, 
or even if it does, it's not as bad as it you made it out to be. Yeah. And then you go, oh my gosh, I completely wasted my entire weekend, my night's sleep. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I can't count how many times that's happened. Yeah. 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 And so you'd think that would be enough to get us through it. Well, I think what happens is we suppress those, yeah. right? Like you, you think it for... 10 minutes when you get home going, I can't believe I wasted my whole weekend worrying about this and now it's gone. And then the kids come running in and you've got dinner to make and you've got to get to another meeting and blah, blah, blah. And that goes away. And we don't recall those episodes to be in the forefront of our thought process. We let the shame, doubt, everything else be what guides us. So we have to mentally make ourselves keep those stories in the chapters in the front of the book yeah. and put the other ones in the back and have to like really rearrange our thinking on how um, to stop the nonsense. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to throw down a challenge. Today is a Tuesday. I challenge you to seven whole days of zero imposter syndrome. Can you do it? Yes. <laughs> and Honey Junior Junior totally thinks I Seven do it. whole days. Seven whole days. Okay, Pinky Swear. Pinky Swear, here we go. And we challenge you to seven full days of uh, no, no imposter syndrome. syndrome. All right, that's it for today. We hope you'll check back in with us and Honey Junior uh, next time. As always, you can find more of us at mischiefs.com. And as always, again, share the love.